Welcome to The Last Word on the Crosstalk Messages podcast. Every week we take a last look at the message from the most recent Crosstalk. Enjoy this short conversation and stay tuned for the full message directly after. Hello and welcome to The Last Word. My name is Cam and I'm joined by my two co-hosts this morning. I have my co-intern, Johnny. Hello there. He's apparently British today. And then we have JD. Good to be here this morning. Our awesome crosstalk pastor. And we're continuing the series that we've been in on Exodus and what we've been calling the knowledge of the holy. And last week we continued by talking about God's grace and his graciousness in his character. And so we've gone from God's mercy to compassion and now we're on grace. And I am curious, why is it so important that we continue to highlight God's good character when we could just stop at like one of the amazing qualities? Why keep going? I think that uh, <clears throat> there is sometimes a tendency that gets us in trouble where we overemphasize one aspect of God's character to mm-hmm. the detriment of uh, the others. And yeah. so it's really important for us, both in our own conception of God and in how we communicate uh who God is to the people around us, that we have a really well-rounded understanding of God's character. It's not just enough to know that he is um, compassionate or that he is gracious or that he is slow to anger or abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, but we also see that God is just. And it's when all of those things come together that we have an accurate picture of who God is. And that informs who, how we view ourselves, how we view other people, and how we view our, our, our own place in the world. And so it all has to come together into this holistic um, view of, of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This makes me think of, have y'all ever like talked to somebody and they're like, man, my testimony doesn't have anything insane that happens and it's just boring yes. and stuff. <laughs> and so when they say that, I feel like this is something that helps is looking at each aspect of God. And then, Mm. so whenever you say, hey, God is merciful, I can think in my testimony, like, wow, God was so merciful to me in that instance. Mm -hmm. But then if I think of, oh, God is also gracious, and like I hear that message, then I'm like, wow, God gave me all these things that I did not deserve. And so I feel like it allows you to really fully understand how God's been working in your life as well, Mm. um, along with what all the things that you said, JD, too, that was... Yeah, and I think that's that's a good way of framing this, Johnny, because it is both uh, something that we understand at like this 30,000 foot view. Mm -hmm. Like if we're up in an airplane looking down on the world, we see this Mm -hmm. big picture, but it's also incredibly personal to us. And so when we talk about compassion, like we did last week, compassion is personal. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing this like on Thursday that we talked about with grace, that God is gracious towards us. Those things, yes, are are like on a grand level important for understanding who God is, but it's also all the more important to understand that God is gracious to me and in my life. That's really good, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Omniscient and intimate, for sure. And that too makes me think of, uh, I think it's a C.S. Lewis quote, but it says, I want my idea. I, I don't want my idea of God. I want all of who God is. And I want to learn about that God. And so that's just a quote that I that it made me think of when you were talking about learning about all of God's character. And so we also this week, when we talked about grace and a lot of God's um, emphasis on that part of his character, we 
looked at a lot of New Testaments and we looked at Ephesians. We looked at the prodigal son, which is a story that Jesus told. And so I, I hear a lot, I don't know if you guys hear a lot, questions about God being different and his character being different in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And so JD, what would you say to someone who is struggling with not believing or feeling like God is gracious in the Old Testament when we hear all these things about the New Testament? Absolutely. I think that it is easy for us to jump to the New Testament because the person of Jesus makes these things very concrete for mm. us. So you start with abstract thought of God being gracious and you're having to kind of pull threads of this out of different stories throughout the Old Testament narrative. Mm -hmm. But in the person of Jesus, it's made like incarnate. It's made in flesh and blood. Jesus is gracious to people, right? And so I think that oftentimes mm -hmm. you're right. Our tendency is to go towards this New Testament because it, it really does demonstrate this in a powerful way for us that's, mm -hmm. that's more concrete. But we also, when we look back into the Old Testament, I think it is really, really important that we also see this. Uh, one of the things that we talked about on Thursday night is how we see this in the story of Israel and the golden calf, mm -hmm. that uh, God would, would be totally justified in walking away from his covenant partners in Israel because of their rebellion, because of their disobedience to God. But what we see is that he relents, that he shows grace to the people in not destroying them. And he shows them favor because graciousness is one of God's defining characteristics. Now, I think that we have to take that and then we carry that into all of the stories about the Old Testament. When we when we conceptualize that God is gracious, then when we be, we begin to see it in profound ways throughout the Old Testament. Oh, two weeks ago, we talked about the story of David and God's compassion towards him. Well, the other part of that is God's grace, unmerited favor that He shows to David despite his own sinfulness and his own um, like rebellious tendencies. Mm -hmm. And so you do see this throughout, but we have to. It's like putting on a set of glasses you might say, when you start to look at the Old Testament scriptures through this lens, when we put on these glasses, we then begin to see it clearly. Whereas before we had the words to talk about it, sometimes we struggle to, to see those themes coming out in the stories, but naming it here um, and God naming it about himself in Exodus chapter 34 then gives us the glasses to be able to put on and to say, no, God really is gracious in his dealings with the nation of Israel. Even though there is this justice part of God, and oftentimes we focus on that, we can see his grace in really profound ways. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. absolutely, okay. yes. It does. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of the, the main way I was going to answer it. Um, and I was just thinking of how like, yeah, the Israelites, you know, God's like, okay, don't commit adultery. Um, and still you see, you know, them committing adultery and yeah, his grace is shown that he doesn't destroy them. But then we read here in the New Testament of the woman caught in adultery and we're like, man, Jesus, you know, mm -hmm. right then and there told people don't stone her if you haven't sinned. And we're like, that's so uh, gracious. Why wasn't God like that? But really he mm -hmm. was in arguably even bigger pictures. Uh, but mm -hmm. yeah, I like how you put that, you know, it was just this practical, like one-on-one -on -one personal uh way that in the flesh, God was showing mercy and grace and healing and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, when he's been doing that the whole, you know, the whole entire Old Testament as well. And so, yeah, mm -hmm. I like to, I like how you put that where it's like big picture to small picture, but it's the mm -hmm. same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me too. I think um, it's so kind of God too, to allow us to see and like have these stories and these um 
things that we can see like visually of Jesus being kind and like that God and the Holy Spirit preserve that so we can see that in the flesh. It's God in the flesh. Um, so I think that's really cool that we have that to look in in Scripture too. But um, so for me, I know that I can fall into the trap of thinking that I can earn God's grace, even though I read over and over again that I can't. And so I want to know for you guys, um, how and what are some ways that you guys have trained your brain and are continuing to train your brain that we can't earn God's grace? That is a really um, crucial question for us, uh, for all of us who are seeking to follow Jesus in our life, because mm-hmm. the gift of grace offered in the atoning work of Jesus is well and truly probably the only Uh, unconditional gift in this world. Mm. Everything else in our world comes with conditions or limits. And so it is incredibly difficult for us to come to terms with the fact that that is not true of God. And I think that what I see and what I cling on to is that grace is given in spite of myself, not because of myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when I come at it from that viewpoint, I can understand that God is the one who is seeking out the lost. And Mm -hmm. for me, that becomes personal because there are certain aspects of my life where I tend to wander, right? Mm -hmm. Where I tend to become lost. And so Mm -hmm. God's grace is immensely personal to me because I see my own shortcomings. I see my own tendency to rebel. I see my own tendency to wander off, right? I mean, Jesus said that, uh, Narrow is the gate that leads to life and broad is the way that leads to destruction. Mm -hmm. And so I think that oftentimes we have to recognize our own, we have to come to terms with our own sinfulness. Mm -hmm. And I think it boils down to that, which is an uncomfortable reality for us to live, to realize that I am broken and sinful, but it's only when I realize that I am broken and sinful and I can do nothing to fix that on my own that I then begin to understand the unmerited favor that God shows me his grace towards me. And I understand that it's given in spite of myself, not because of what I bring to the table. Mm. Yeah. Gosh, I need to get better at scripture memorization um, (laughs) because that would help me so much more practically is I actually, when I was into Christian TikTok, I made a TikTok on like walking it through uh, where (laughs) there's like scripture where it's like, okay, how do we get to heaven? And then there's scripture that kind of like talks about how we need to be perfect to be in relationship with God. Um, And then I walk into scripture where it's like, okay, then who's perfect? None Mm. of us are perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's like, okay, then what? And then it talks about how, you know, Jesus saved us through the cross. Um, Here's a little quiz for y'all. Which one was the saved by grace (laughs) through faith? That one in Romans, you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Grace through faith. Uh, That would be, uh, that's the Ephesians 2 passage that that we just read. (laughs) (laughs) Ephesians 2, 8, right? Yes, for it is by grace that you've been saved. Through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Heard. Yeah. Man, I got the book wrong. (laughs) It's all good. But I I think that's the point right there, too. I think that's the key is that on our own and on our own understanding, we're never going to be able to depend on God's grace fully and wholly, knowing that it's not by our works. And so I think that's the key is just we got to depend on God and we got to stay in His Word, reading it over and over again, meditating on it and really putting it and writing it on our hearts. So I think that's the key right there. 
But um, I'm excited to see what we keep learning about with Exodus and through the rest of the semester with Crosstalk. And so I'll hand it over to JD. Absolutely. I'm really excited. Uh, This week, we are going to be delving into the next one of God's attributes or character qualities, however you like to to talk about these. Some people don't really like characteristic. They like attribute, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. But we'll be talking about how God is slow to anger this week, how he is patient with us, which is something that... uh, I am really, really grateful for, and I think has immense personal application for us because like we talked about last week, the nature of sin is not like all this bad stuff we do. It's just simply the word no. Where God says yes to us, we say no, and we tend to walk away from him. And it is the fact that he is slow to anger, that he is patient that allows us to experience the grace that we talked about last week. And so that's where we're going this week. And I hope to see you guys on Thursday. 